Welcome to the Sermon Podcast of Epiphany Lutheran Church of Mount Vernon, Virginia. We're a congregation of the Metro DC Synod of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. And you can find out more about us on our website at epiphanylutheran.org. A reading from the Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness, where, for forty days, he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing at all during those days, and when they were over, he was famished. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become a loaf of bread. Jesus answered him, It is written, One does not live by bread alone. Then the devil led him up and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And the devil said to him, To you I will give their glory and all this authority, for it has been given over to me, and I give it to anyone I please. If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered him, It is written, Worship the Lord your God, and serve only him. Then the devil took him to Jerusalem and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here. For it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to protect you, and on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, It is said, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished every test, he departed from him until an opportune time. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. After his baptism, we read, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, where for forty days he was tempted by the devil. It's probably not much of a surprise to learn that there is a character in the Gospels who promises that you can have everything you want when you want it, who promises you that you can do anything and accomplish anything that you really want to do, who promises you that you will be safe and secure no matter what. Yes, indeed, there is someone in the Gospels who promises all of that and more. What is perhaps surprising is that the person in the Gospels who promises that you can have everything, who promises that you can do anything, who promises absolute safety, the person who promises these things is the devil. So, we read that Jesus is baptized in the Jordan River. The Holy Spirit visibly comes upon him. Jesus hears the word of God spoken aloud. You are my beloved son. With you, I am well pleased. And then, filled with the Holy Spirit, Jesus leaves the river and goes into the wilderness. Just as the people of Israel crossed the Red Sea, and spent 40 years in the wilderness figuring out what it means to live as the people of God. 
Jesus emerges from the waters, and he spends 40 days in the wilderness trying to get clear on what it means to be the beloved Son of God. And during those 40 days, Jesus considers at least three possible ideas about his identity and his ministry, and Jesus rejects them as being not from God, but from the devil. The letter to the Hebrews says that Jesus was tempted in every way that we are, yet without sin. Jesus tempted in every way that we are, and I don't think that means Jesus was tempted to eat chocolate when he was on a diet. I mean, maybe he was. But the temptations we read about today that Jesus faced were temptations that were central to his identity and to ours as well. So Jesus is told, if you really are the Son of God, well, there's no need for you to be hungry. There's no need for you to be without anything that you want. You can create bread out of these stones. You're God's beloved, so name it and claim it. You're God's beloved child. What parent would want the best for their children? So whatever you want, ask, you shall receive. And if you don't receive, well, maybe that might mean that you're not really God's beloved child after all. The most true thing about you, just as it was the most true thing about Jesus, is that you really are God's beloved child. But that doesn't mean you get everything you want when you want it. We are taught to pray to receive today our daily bread, to ask for what we need in this moment, not for everything that we think we might want. And blessings beyond our daily bread are gifts to be shared with others. They're not private benefits for our personal enjoyment. But Jesus was tempted, as we all are tempted, to use his special status before God just for himself. Then the devil showed him all the kingdoms of the world at a single instant. Oh, you're such a gifted leader, Jesus. There's no limit to how far you can go, how great an empire you could build. You could draw so many followers. You could raise the largest army. You could crush every enemy, defeat every opponent. You could rule the world. And I know you feel sorry for all the suffering among the nations today. But once you've conquered the world, like Alexander the Great or Julius Caesar or Genghis Khan, and you're in charge, think of how much good you could do. It's interesting. The devil claims to have the power to give authority over the kingdoms of the world to anyone the devil wants. And Jesus does not disagree with him. Now, the idea that the rulers of this world are all appointed by the devil may not be taught in political science departments these days, but I have to confess, right now, looking around, it's not that difficult to believe. There is more than one ruler of the world today who seems 
positively satanic. And even if there is a place, as our tradition teaches, for this worldly power, if only to restrain evildoers from hurting even more people than they do, even so, the power to rule and to command and to dominate other people ultimately is not the power of God. Sometimes it's the way that we prevent even greater evils, but it's not the way that God exercises power in the world. And so as tempting as it might be for Jesus or for his followers to aspire to rule the world, to aim for great accomplishments, to achieve mastery and build an empire and climb the ladder to success, Jesus thinks if we do that, it would be a betrayal of what it means to be a child of God. And Jesus will teach his followers, the great ones in this world lord it over their subjects. But it cannot be that way with you, for the Son of Man comes not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for the many. And then the devil takes Jesus to the very top of the temple of Jerusalem. If you really are the Son of God, if you really are who you think you are, then jump. You know the scripture. We just recited the psalm together a few minutes ago. Because you have made the Lord your refuge, and the Most High your habitation, no evil will befall you, nor shall affliction come near your dwelling. For God will give the angels charge over you, to guard you in all your ways. Upon their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. So see, God will protect you. God won't let anything bad happen to you. And when you jump in full view of everyone, and God rescues you as God has promised, there will be no doubt. Everyone will see who you are. They'll fall to their knees in your presence. And who doesn't want to be assured that we're safe? Who doesn't want to be certain that we are, in fact, the beloved child of God that God says we are? Who doesn't want everyone to see and acknowledge God's blessing for us? When the devil comes to tempt Jesus, the devil doesn't wear a red suit with uh, a tail and horns and a pitchfork. That wouldn't be a temptation for Jesus. That would be too obvious. And the devil doesn't tempt Jesus with bad ideas. The devil doesn't say to Jesus, hey, Jesus, why don't we uh, get into uh, some highway robbery here? Something. That's not going to be a temptation for Jesus. He's not interested in any of that. But the devil comes up with much more clever temptations. The temptations that Jesus faces in the wilderness are much more subtle. If you are the Son of God, if you are who you were told you were in your baptism, if you are, in fact, God's beloved child, then shouldn't you expect everything you want when you want it? Shouldn't you expect help to accomplish every achievement that you choose? Shouldn't you expect to be kept safe and secure from all harm and suffering? 
then when we don't get those things, when we pray for something and we don't get it, when we experience failure and setbacks, when we trip and fall and there's no angel to protect us, we start to wonder, am I really who God says that I am? And when we do that, the devil's work is accomplished. Jesus sees through the devil's temptations because Jesus knows how God really works in the world. That God gives us what we need, which is not necessarily what we want. That God's power is always exercised through the cross and not through the sword. That God doesn't want our forced obedience, but our active and lived faith. I will, as they say, give the devil his due. The devil comes up with some pretty good temptations. And I think I would have fallen for them. Christians down the centuries have fallen for these exact same temptations. We try to use God to get the things we think God should give us. We cuddle up to power and start crusades and before you know it, you're saying, as more than one Christian leader has said, even in recent weeks, that Vladimir Putin is a great Christian because at least he's against the gays. We go any lengths to spare ourselves suffering and the disapproval of our neighbors, and so we tolerate and ignore the suffering of others, lest it disturb our sense of peace and self-esteem. The devil is very good at getting us into buy into to buy into all three of these temptations, and I think it would have worked with me. But it didn't work with Jesus. Jesus is so grounded in his relationship with the Father that he sees all three temptations for exactly what they are, and he rejects them. And so Luke tells us the devil gives up. The devil withdraws and waits for an opportune time. Some say the time when the devil chooses to come back is at the very end of the story. When a voice is heard from the crowd of Calvary that begins with those familiar words, If you are the Son of God, come down from that cross and save yourself. Others say that what the devil waits for is to offer those temptations to the body of Christ, to those of us who try to follow Jesus and are called to embody his presence in the world, thinking we'll be easier marks. And the devil would be right. We probably are. At least apart from Jesus. But during Lent, we're given an opportunity to try to take on more the mind of Christ. On our own, we know that we are no match for the devil. But Jesus invites us to learn from him how to see these temptations for what they are, how to resist them, and how to live out what it means to be God's beloved. Thanks for listening to our sermon podcast. 
You're welcome to join us for Sunday worship online or if you're in Northern Virginia in person on Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time. For more information about us, please visit our website at epiphanylutheran.org. Thank you.